my name is Frank D'Angelo, and uh, happy Tuesday. It's freezing in Toronto. It is January the 11th of 2022. It is minus 18. If you go outside, your eyebrows will fall off. You know it's fucking cold when you see a squirrel with earmuffs. <laughs> I got the magnificent Eric Cohen with me. The great Bill Waters is not available today. And for the second half, we got the... Uh, Incredible Phyllis Basito. So here's, here's I'll give you uh, the highlights of what's going on in the world that's important to me. Um, number one, Amicron uh, is, um, the big fear is three things. The fucking misinformation um, from people who are anti-vaxxers um, that are saying that the people that are in the hospital most of them are vaccinated. It's bullshit. 90%, maybe higher, of the people that are in the hospital in this fourth wave are unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. And just so I could drop a little fucking bomb here, is the science community in the world are terrified that Omicron will mutate with the Delta variant. So you have a variant that's extremely deadly, and you have another variant that is 20, 30 times more spreadable than COVID-19. That's going to put the world in a fifth wave, which will be extremely catastrophic and deadly if people don't get vaccinated. Well, you know, certain provinces are taking steps, Frank, to make sure that uh, everyone's vaccinated. In Quebec, they've announced today that if you're not vaccinated, you'll be paying an extra tax uh, because of what you're doing to the health care system. Uh, I, I, think, not... I think anybody who, who's not vaccinated and goes to the hospital, for uh, they should do the same thing as in Norway. You're on your fucking own. You your have own. to pay your way. I think we might be heading in that direction, Frank, because as you said, um, this is unacceptable. It, it really well, is. You have people who have cancer. You have people who need a kidney uh, operation. You have people that ha need very serious surgery. And, and ICU is jammed with people on ventilators from fucking COVID. Yep. Yeah. No, here's, here's the thing. I'm going to talk about Ontario. Here's the thing that's mind-boggling, fucking nuts, crazy. So they've put implemented strict, strict workplace, uh, you know, and, you know we're, we're, we're fully vaccinated. Everybody, most of the workplaces are get, get, get everybody vaccinated. And restaurants, I would say, have gotten the biggest kick in the balls, right? Yeah. But public transportation, they've done fuck all. You got people crammed in a subway car. You got people crammed into a fucking streetcar and a bus. And no, no, you know, there's they don't we don't know if anybody's vaccinated, not vaccinated. There's nobody checking you when you're going into the fucking. You get checked when you go on a fucking plane. But you don't get checked when you go on a fucking subway. Yeah, that's unacceptable. But it's crazy. It's stupid. It's illogical. So the, the biggest spread is taking place in public transit. It's a good point. I mean, you're right. There's no way to, uh, there just is no way to check people in that situation. You can't ask the, the bus driver or whatever or the, or the subway uh, person to, to check well, I mean, everyone. You should just like when you come in, you get on a bus, you should show that you've been vaccinated. Yeah, you, there should be there should be a way because I didn't even think of that, but you're right. I mean, 
it's not fair to people who are forced to take public transportation to be sitting with someone who is not vaccinated when it's as dangerous as it is. And this Omicron, as you said, um, while the symptoms may not be as bad as some of the others. That's bullshit. She was the like symptoms a, are not as bad, but the science community doesn't fucking know if it's just a prelude to, 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 to something bigger or something else happens. Right. And, and I, I just want to tell somebody, I, you know, I, 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 you know uh, I get people, when I write on stuff on Twitter, get people fucking making their comments, right? So I had some fucking uh, moron, some fucking dejected fuck, and saying, I do not want a vaccination because then it's in your system for good. Well, I just want to inform this cocksucker. That's the point of a vaccination, you fucking moron. That is true. It's in your system to protect you. The same thing when you're a kid and you got a tetanus shot or you got a TB shot or you got... It stays in your fucking system, you fucking moron. <laughs> but, but I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. There's a doctor on Twitter who's a doctor of psychology, a doctor of bullshit, a doctor of crap, a doctor of selling books, not a medical doctor, and she's saying shit, which is totally untrue, that there's people, you know, this is a, a, playbook, a page of the playbook of Trump. She heard that people, nobody knows who these people are, maybe she's hearing fucking voices, that there's people who've been vaccinated, that if they could reverse it, they would reverse it. But who are these people? Right. Like, 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 why are people, why are fucking people subscribing to this total bullshit uh, with these conspiracy, conspiracy theorists? So Trump, you know, he gave a lot of bullshit about the vaccine. Meanwhile, he got vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. That other moron, his son, you know, dumb, one of the dumb and dumbers, right? He, oh. You know, when he talks, I lose at least 10% of... Uh, my intellectual ability when I listen to him. <laughs> He's a fucking moron. And, and he says, you know, the government should... The government... That, the, that's what the government is. A government is like your father and mother. They put rules in place to keep... Because humans, unfortunately, don't know what to do. That's why you need a lock on your fucking door. That's why you need an alarm system. They, that's why you have to lock your fucking car. You can't leave your fucking purse on the front seat because somebody will smash the window and take the fucking purse. Right. So human beings to survive in a socialized society need rules. Yeah, or otherwise it'd be chaos. You need rules in a hockey game. You need rules in a soccer game. Yeah. That's how we exist, right? Mm-hmm. Even animals have rules. Lions say, listen, I'm going to piss on that tree. You pass by that tree that I pissed on, I'm going to fucking rip your head off. <laughs> they got rules. Yeah, no, everyone needs rules. If there was no rules, there would be anarchy and chaos, and that's just the way it is. And well, because there is no rules, my dear brother, the, the COVID is fucking the world. Yes. Now, you have three ways to do this. You either mandate it, like they did with with polio, what they did with TB, what they did is, even when you go to prison, the first thing you do is you get a TB shot or you get checked for TB. Mm-hmm. So, so you either mandate it, and if you don't want to mandate it, then you do what they, they did to the cigarette smokers. You cannot smoke anywhere. Nowhere. Yeah, that's true. So, so I don't understand why, 
why these politicians, and I've said this before on Twitter and social media, a politician's incompetence is fatal. Well, listen, at the end of the day, um, it should be, you know, people should not have a choice. They should, I mean, because look what they've done to everyone else, right? You know, schools are closed. We're in the middle of another lockdown. Uh, and let's, let's be honest. I mean, if you are, if you are vaccinated and you're triple vax like I am and like you are, uh, the numbers would be way, way down. And there's, you know, and you don't need, I don't need to see a doctor to tell me that. I think it's just common knowledge that that would be the truth. And people that don't understand that are really causing this thing to continue to go and be prolonged. And it's it's hurting our society. It's hurting people. It's hurting businesses. It's hurting everybody. It's ridiculous. Well, they're, they're, you know, you, these conspiracy theorists, right, these, 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 these people are saying that there's so many um, – side effects on this. So I went on five, six reputable, reputable medical sites, reputable, okay? Yep. Uh, universities, uh, medical journals. And every day you wake up and you get in your fucking car, you have a 2% chance, 3.3% chance of getting into a car accident. Really? But you get, but you do get in, you get in your car though. Of course. And then you got a 0.2% chance, maybe 0.3% chance of get, being in a fatal uh, accident. Well, well, you still drive your fucking car. Yeah, that's true. You have a zero 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 fucking like, uh, it's, the, the side effects, mild side effects are 1 in 10,000. That's a fact. Yeah. 1 in 10,000. And then if uh, something serious, not fatal, is one in a hundred thousand. So that's like five zeros mm -hmm. in fact, right? Yeah, absolutely. How the fuck, how the fuck do you want to gamble with getting COVID and going into the fucking hospital and drowning in your own fucking fluid? Yeah. A guy yesterday, a guy yesterday to stay alive, to stay alive in the United States, got in, in the state of Maryland, they performed the first operation um, in the world of transplanting a pig's heart that was genetically altered into his chest to keep him alive. Just like uh, Dr. Christian Bernard in South Africa who performed the first heart transplant. Mm -hmm. So people will do anything to stay alive. Absolutely, as they should. So what the fuck's going on? Well, what's going on is what you said earlier, Frank. There's no rules. And there needs to be, you know, I am all for, unfortunately, getting to the point now where everybody is forced to get vaccinated. That, that, that you know, that some people will say for medical reasons they can't, whatever. But anybody who does not have a, a medical condition that will not allow it should absolutely be forced, mandated to get vaccinated. No question about it. Yeah, you, you said the right thing. There is, there is a minute possibility that there's people that are allergic to some of the components right. that make the vaccine. But I just want to say another thing on the vaccine before we move on. The flu shot has been around, I would say, for 30 years now. Yep. Billions and billions and billions of fucking people have had the flu shot worldwide. 
Nobody's growing any horns. Nobody's a vampire. Nobody has an extra nipple. <laughs> that we know of, yeah. That we know of. An extra testicle that we know of. But, uh, and, and this vaccine is basically the flu shot. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, they say that there's going to be a fourth dose available. Yes, there will be in March. And I will get it. Yep. Yeah, I read that today. Another uh, a, a, a vaccine just basically for this variant, right? So It's a booster shot. Yeah. Keeps you safe. Mm-hmm. But anyways, everybody who's taking a lackadaisical uh, attitude is paid for the sins. Now you got a, you got uh, you got um, Kane, a great hockey player, right, from uh, from uh, San Jose, who just lost a gazillion dollars. He did. He did. It looks He's... like he might come to Toronto. Well, yeah, you know what? There have been rumors of him in Toronto. Uh, Ken Holland has said that Edmonton would give him a second chance as well. Uh, he's a remarkable player. Yeah, when he's when he's healthy, when he's engaged. But, man, he's had a rough year, right, with with all the allegations his wife came out with, with the gambling and um, the stuff with his kids and some abuse issues. And then, of course, the fake vaccine um, yes. certificate as well. He's, he's had... Uh, it's been a year from hell for him, no doubt, and uh, that's why right well, now he's... The vaccine uh, proves that he's a liar. Right, exactly. You know, and, uh, and you know, I don't know, I don't understand how this virus has become the topic of anger between brothers, sisters, fathers, sons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. I really don't. Well, it's you know it's 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 created a lot of uh, of conflicting opinions, right? Some people are ignorant; they don't believe in science; they don't believe, and they're the same people that were also not vaccinating their kids to begin with. Um, you know, do not believe in the flu shot, as you said. There's just some people that just this is what they believe. They believe it's their body; it's their choice, um, and they don't trust what is in these things. And that's just where a lot of it comes from. Yeah, but 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 I'm 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 asking I'm I'm asking these people, do they have a fucking doctor? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let's be honest. There are some doctors who don't believe in this too. I I do know a personal doctor who uh, was no longer allowed to practice because he didn't believe in the vaccine. There are nurses and healthcare workers that have been let go and fired, and it's been controversial because, again, they refuse to get it themselves. They don't believe in it. They don't, they don't tell their patients to do it. So this, 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 is, a, this is a very serious problem that we are certainly uh, being forced to engage in right now. Well, the, the, the controversy is illogical because a lot of people who are anti-vaxxers have fucking doctors. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hearing these fucking imbeciles in the states drink your piss, right? You know, on your end, and it'll help you against, or take a horse pill. I, I, I don't fucking, I don't get it. I don't get why this vaccine has become such a issue. Well, um, again, because obviously you don't think the same way, and. Uh, you know, you have, a, in my opinion, a logical way of thinking. 
um, where we believe that this pandemic is serious and that we need the, all the protection we can get. And right now, the vaccine is the only form of protection we have. So that's just the way it is. Um, and, you know, it's frustrating that other people don't understand that. But, um, you know, what what can you do? Like, this is this is where we are in in society and everybody, unless they are being forced to um, comply, right now they have a choice and they're making a choice and it's not a choice that's very safe for the rest of the world. Well, well I'm telling you right now, we need to adapt uh, uh, to, to what's going on in Norway mm-hmm. because if you are not vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, you should not be allowed to go to the hospital and be comped. If you have car insurance and you get into an accident and you're drunk, your insurance becomes null and void. Right. So should be the same thing in a hospital. If you are not vaccinated and you get COVID, you should pay your own way. Yeah, I think we're heading there, to be honest with you. I do. I do think we're heading in that direction. Um, so I think that's a good thing. I, 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 you know, Quebec took a step today. I think Ontario will do the same thing. Um, you know, it's just not safe for the rest of the world if you decide for that you just don't want to do something like that that's going to protect people, right? It's it's uh, terrible. Anyways, let's uh, go back to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I watched the Leafs the other night blow a four uh, a goal lead against Colorado. Yeah, four one lead. Four one lead. I apologize. Yep. Now. One would say that they blew it. Another one would say that Colorado's a great team. They are. And they, they, they just went on all four cylinders, right? Mm-hmm. An extra four cylinders. And they just, it was incredible, that last period of Colorado. Yeah, they are. They're the best home team in, in hockey. They've lost two games at home um, all year. Uh, they're, they're very, very tough to beat. But you know what? Listen, the Leafs and, you know, obviously all Leaf fans are going to remember the, the 4-1 third period blown lead against Boston in the playoffs in Game 7. Um, but that's not, unfortunately, the only time they've done this. In fact, the Leafs, as crazy as this sounds, Frank, they've blown a 4-1 lead eight times since 2005-2006, which is the most in the NHL. Um, so it's, it's not something that, you know, it, it is something that's haunted this team. And again, I thought the Leafs sat back. They had a, you know, Matthews had the beautiful two goals in the first period. They chased the goalie. Everything was in control. But against Colorado, if you just sit back and you let their stars like McKinnon and Landeskog and Cad. Uh, I'm, I'm going to blame, I'm going to blame the coaching staff mm-hmm. because you're up 4-1. Stop playing wide open hockey and do, uh, the, uh, the old New Jersey devil style hockey where you fucking tie up the middle and frustrate the fuck out of your team. Right, exactly. Um, no, you're right. Um, and uh, listen, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it happened. I think it's a good lesson for this team. You'd rather it happen now than happen in the playoffs. And uh, I, I think, you know, you know, listen, the Leafs already beat up on Colorado earlier this year. And in that game, they were up big and they kept going. And they ended up scoring seven, eight goals. And, you know, they kept their foot on the pedal. Unfortunately, in this case, they felt like their best option was to just try to run the clock out, as they say. And it just didn't work out. But 
overall, you got to be pretty excited and pretty happy with what you've got out of this Leaf team. They've really, um, you know, they have played really, really well, and they definitely look to be an upper echelon team and a team that could definitely do some damage come playoff time. Eric, here's my problem. I think Campbell's proven himself he's a decent goalie. He's a very good goalie, right? Yep. Yep. But they need to play Morazic. I, I agree. You don't want to wear out Campbell. I agree with but you. But you need to play Morazic because Morazic, I believe, is at par with the level of talent of Campbell. Okay. And, and you know, Morazic's a great goalie. And you don't want him to be rusted. I'm not saying rested, rusted. You don't want any rust on that guy. Right. A goalie, I know this for a fact, the more he plays, the better he plays. The less he plays, the shittier he is. Right. And I think going into the home stretch, they got enough points to prove that they're going to be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they do. They, they should be going to, doing a 50-50 split. I agree with you. Uh, I 100% agree with you. I think, um, I, I, you know, there's no need to play uh, Campbell that much. You do want to get Morazic into a groove. You don't want to get yourself in a situation. Yeah, but also if Campbell gets hurt, right, right. and you put Morazic in at the end, he, he hasn't had any runway speed. Yeah, no, listen, the Leafs had this problem last year. We've talked about it at length, right, with Freddie Anderson. They didn't trust to play Freddie Anderson, and I know you wanted to see him in the playoffs, and you never did, and he had gotten... Well, they, they, that, was, that was the reason that the Leafs fucking died right. against Montreal, the, 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 a team that had no business being in the fucking playoffs last year. Yep. They got in there, and they went to the finals because of one guy, their goalie. Yeah, who we have, hasn't even played yet this year. Well, he's in rough shape. Yeah. He's having some issues. He definitely is. And he's a human being like all of us, and, and I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and I wish him the best. It's tough to be a human being. It's tough to be alive. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy that you would go from such a high last year to... to... No, it's not. It's, it's, it's very... Um, if you take a look at... Uh, Statistically, psychologically, right? Yep. Mental health—that's one of the big things. When you go all the way, when you're when you're number one, your next step is to drop. When you get so on a big high like that, the 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 depression will set in, and some people are strong enough to shake it off. Yeah, and some people are not. You know, Kelly Rudy went through a, and I'm I'm a big fan of Kelly, and I know him personally, and uh, he went through a tough time. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's hard to be solid all the time, especially when you're in the Mont- uh, playing for Montreal and you're a goalie. Theodore, uh, Patrick Waugh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of goalies that played there really had a tough time. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, a lot of pressure, ton of pressure. Um, and uh, not everybody can handle it, and I think. Yeah, but but it's you know he 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 was, you know when I fucking saw after they lost to Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. After he got them there, and some of the shit that people were writing about him on Twitter, right? Pieces of shit. Like what kind of garbage people are those? Like the guy single-handedly brought him to the to the end. He did. 
And he, and, and he probably ran out of gas by the time he got well, there. He was, they, they, they drained every last drop of energy and, and strength out of him. Yep. You know, and, 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 and to be a goalie, not only do you have to be in incredible physical shape, you need your brains. You need your, you need to, you, your soul, your, your spirit. You need to be fully intact. Because it, it is a game where you need to be rock solid in the emotional department. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I just think that the Toronto Beliefs have a killer team. I think the speed is un, you know, Nylander is just unfucking believable. Yeah, he's been great. I've been really. Uh, he's great. I mean, period. He's great. Whether you're a fan of his or not, he can skate. He can shoot. He's a he's a magnificent hockey player. He's a franchise player. He is. He, is. he, he reminds me of Yager when Yager was in his uh, at his pinnacle. Yeah, that's a good comparison. You know, Yager was super fast. The only difference between Yager and Nylander's, I think Nylander's more of a team player, and 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 I, I think he's happy to be playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I agree, he does. Yager in his youth was a little selfish. Mm-hmm. Well, Yager, how many teams did he play for, right? Like, that guy... He played with Pittsburgh a long time. Yeah, the he man... He went to New he York, have... uh, he would... Pre- he you got... know, if he got in a fight with the, the coach, he'd just pretend he was hurt and skate off the ice. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, uh, he he was the ultimate journeyman. He played for, I think, pretty much every team, right? Well, after Pittsburgh, he played with yeah. Pittsburgh most of his career. Yeah, and then he'd, after that, he just didn't stick with anybody. For... Well, he played in New York, and he played well in New York. Yeah. But, but he got a bad rap because he he was a prima donna with the ref, yeah. I mean, with the coach. Yep. And then I, and then he went, uh, where did he go after that? Did he go to Philadelphia? Or did he played in Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, he was in Philadelphia, he... and then he ended up in... Uh, in, uh, with uh, the Panthers, where he he became a humble, grateful guy for still playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like you're right. Pittsburgh, obviously, for a lot of his career, from '90 uh, to all the way to 2000. So he played a decade there, and then he went to Washington, the Rangers. Yeah, but in Washington, there's no, there was no way there was room in Washington right. for Yvetchkin's ego and Yager's right. ego. Right. I only played 46 games there. I went to the Rangers, played, you know, I had four good seasons there. I went to Philly, went to Dallas, went to Boston, went to New Jersey, went to Florida, went to Calgary. So that's where it basically it just, you know, became the ultimate journeyman. And he's still playing. Still playing with the uh, the Cladno Knights in the Czech League. Yeah, but he's gotten in the Czech Republic. He's, exactly. He's, he's got eight goals this year. Super, he's, he's Spider-Man. He's a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you know what? It's uh, good for him. The longevity is amazing. Well, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked right now at what's going on in the NHL. I'm shocked what's going on in the NFL. I'm shocked what's going on. In, 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 in sports, how it's the COVID's destroying teams. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. So, like, the NHL has really taken a serious approach to this. They have. And and I don't think they're going to waver, eh? 
No. They canceled. Again, like we've talked about earlier. Games of the, for the Leafs. to be strict with this, or it just isn't going to work. Well, like, but, but um, how many games did the league cancel on the Leafs? Three. Oh, a lot more than that. Uh, the Leafs have had. I mean, listen, they've they've. Most of the Canadian teams have been getting destroyed by this, right? Like the amount of games that have been postponed. I can give you the exact amount, but uh, it's 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 crazy. Uh, NHL postponed Carolina. So I mean, yeah, like it's like we're in the hundreds now, which is obviously a big reason why they've canceled the Olympo. Well, not canceled, but the NHL players aren't going. They're going to take that three week break that was supposed to be a break and turn it into a situation where they can try to get teams to make up the games they missed. But yeah, the, least, going to the Olympics, most Canadian great. teams especially will have a lot of games to uh, to make up over that time. But they're not going to the Olympics, which is great. Not going to the Olympics, no. No. And and I think uh, I think a lot of the ownership uh, they breathe a, a great... Uh, of relief. Well, I yeah, you know what? This wasn't the right time. I don't think you know the pandemic is still going on. It's still obviously uh, we have a very contagious variant out there. This is not the time to be sending players uh, to the Olympics. Absolutely. Let's uh, um, let's uh, let's let's talk about the way. I've never seen Buffalo in such bad shape in my life. There's, there's a lot of teams at the bottom that you would say should not be this year. Well, Buffalo has been a disaster, obviously. Um, you know, having to being forced to trade Jack Eichel, who is finally skating now with um, uh, with Vegas. Uh, obviously, there's been. Uh, just so much, uh, so much. L- listen, listen that dress the, room the, with ownership. something happened to Buffalo last year. I don't know if it was COVID uh, or, or the, the, you know, and the Islanders just, what happened to them? Well, they had a huge COVID issue. I mean, they moved into their new building, so they couldn't play at home for a month to start the season. And then they had a really bad COVID outbreak, which which pretty much put half their team on the shelf, right? So, you know, COVID has changed the landscape of the not just the NHL, but in all pro sports. When a team gets it, um, it affects everything. It affects everybody. And a lot of uh, there's just so many issues that, they, that that come of it, right? I mean, like, you know, the Leafs had a major, major COVID outbreak, but they were sort of fortunate to the fact that over their outbreak, the games were canceled. They weren't forced to play these games with the majority of their team out, right? Even Marner, who was hurt, you know, they, they canceled their games for three weeks. He didn't really have to miss too much time. Um, you know, Matthews had a false positive, uh, but a number of players on that team have, have had, you know, have uh, tested positive, been in isolation, and luckily for them, they just didn't have to play over it. So, so um, Alex Pearson is one of my favorite uh, radio personalities. Mm-hmm. She she tweeted two hours ago. Um, QC wants to tax 
uh, wants to tax the unvaccinated mm -hmm. for health care. Yep, that's what I was telling you earlier, yep. What the fuck? Why stop there? I guess smokers, drinkers, drug addicts, stupid people are next. Yeah, well, right now they're starting with the unvaccinated, right? So that's where they're starting with, and then uh, we'll go from there. But well, um, smoking <clears throat> has has really changed the landscape of a lot of a lot of um, hospitals, in especially in the UK, where smoking is still prevalent. Or some of the the third world countries. Yeah. Where 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 um if you take a look on Twitter right now they show a smoking lung which is pitch black and it won't open and then they show a non smoker lung which is red and pink. Mm -hmm. And the real lungs, right? Just well, you saw firsthand what they did with smoking. Obviously we've talked about this at length on these programs. You know, not allowing people to now smoke in public places, putting the warnings on the cigarettes, uh, huge taxes, not allowing cigarette companies to sponsor races and other sporting and big events. So, you know, they went they went full steam ahead against that, and I think that's where we're heading with COVID as well, with the, with the people that refuse to get vaccinated. Well, I personally am not going to be a hypocrite. I used to smoke. Mm -hmm. And um, I was never a like a, a chain smoker. I'd smoke a pack of cigarettes. Every two weeks, I was not a big smoker, but I used to smoke. <clears throat> and when I think about that, I smoked. I I I I said to myself, how fucking stupid was I? Like, like I can't. I I I, I, I run out of breath just thinking that, that I used to smoke. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I just uh, I just uh, just a little uh, note there. So. Uh, there's, I don't know why there's such a hate on for the Minister of Education in Ontario. Why is he the, the, the brunt of the decision that the health department in Ontario is making? You're saying the, the education system with the, I mean, obviously there's uh, a lot but, of... But, but Lecce is the Minister of Education, right? But he's taking the brunt of what everything that goes on in school. Right. Well, I think listen, that's let's be honest, there's a there's a lot of people that are very angry uh about schools being shut down and I'll be honest, I'm one of them. Um Yeah, but but in all due respect, yeah. they need to get their shit together. We do. They need to get their fucking shit together. In all due respect, they need to get their fucking shit together. On what the fuck is going on with um, with uh, the teachers' union? Yep, yep. I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it, fucking too. And I agree with you, and I agree with parents because school has been the best daycare center for working parents, right, for a century. Right. So I agree with it, right? I agree, but you can't send kids to school to come home where their grandparents might live there, right? Mm-hmm. Their parents might be older, there might be some health issues, and bring it home until everybody who's in school is vaccinated. No, I, listen, I agree with you. Um, I do. Uh, it's just one of those things that for me, like, um, it's very, very difficult, obviously, on, on working parents. I mean... My situation, just to give you an example, Frank, I live in a condo. I work full-time from home. My wife works full-time from home. 
We both work during the day. And to have our eight-year-old daughter home all day uh, doing school, um, virtually at home, while we're both trying to work. And then, obviously, we're having to help and do everything around the house as well to make sure that she's in the situation she is. It's very, very tough. It's very, very difficult. It's draining. It's stressful. It's mentally uh, mentally extremely uh, draining. So I, I get it. I get why parents are... Are definitely. I mean, today, like you know, I I was lucky enough to be able to have my my daughter do her school from her grandparents' place, and it makes it so much quieter and more peaceful in the home. But not everybody has that luxury, and it, it it's a real challenge with what they're sometimes asking you to do right now. Well, well, the the the, the government needs to get their shit together now. I I don't understand. They're protecting students in school, but the public transit is a free-for-all. Right. Exactly. You're right. I just don't fucking get it. Correct it immediately. I, I, I have no fucking clue. I really have no clue on how everybody is... is uh... I, I, I understand you can't make everybody happy if you're the government, right? Mm-hmm. But you need, like, the teachers' union... In the United States, right? Some of them don't want to go to classrooms because they haven't mandated vaccines. That's true. That is true. So, like, what the fuck do you do? Well, that's a dilemma that they have and that we're all facing right now. Everyone wants to be safe. Everyone wants to do this the right way. But, you know, everyone's got to also live. Um, you know, everyone, everyone, people have worked hard to establish themselves financially with businesses and to watch them go what they've gone through for the last two years is also really hard. That's why this, there's just no simple solution because everybody is suffering and everyone's trying to do the right things. Well, not everyone. The people that aren't getting vaccinated are not trying. They're the ones that are holding the situation back. But a lot of people have tried really hard. Like my, you know, listen again, myself, my wife, we're triple vax. My daughter, uh, who's eight, she's double vax. We've done all the things we've been asked to do. Yeah, but her teachers aren't double vax or triple vax. Not all the teachers are. Right. Right. So we've done all the things we've been asked to do, and that's why people get frustrated when they just feel like they can't live their lives despite yeah, the but, but the big, but, but the, the premier of Ontario needs to grow a set of testicles because he can't, he can't do all these, these, these fucking rules, right? You know, when, when, when you go to a fucking place to buy a pair of fucking pants, they go, they try to make it for everybody. So the, if there's 36 waist and 32 leg, there, there's not a million different variants. They make something that would, would uh, satisfy the majority, right? Yeah. So you, you need to do the same thing with COVID uh, implementation to keep people safe. The first thing you should do is if you take public transit, you need to be fucking vaccinated. Absolutely. End the fucking story. Couldn't agree more. So and and if, if and if you're a teacher, you need to be vaccinated. Couldn't agree more. Again. <laughs> yeah. So you need to, you need to do this, you know. And 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 I don't understand why the fuck they left it up to the the athletes to go get vaccinated. Get a you're a team, a multi billion dollar team. Uh, the NHL to buy a fucking hockey franchise is a billion dollars. So the team's got to say, listen, fuckheads, if you guys want to play, you're gonna have to be vaccinated. Tuesday's vaccination day. And you come to the fucking rink and everybody gets vaccinated. So, no, there's no bullshit. 
Look at what we're going through, Frank, with, with these athletes right now, right? I mean, Bertuzzi can't play in Canada because he won't get vaccinated. Kyrie Irving can't play home games uh, for the Nets because he won't get vaccinated. He can play half his games. These are players who are, you know, in their minds, uh, it's their right not to be vaccinated, but they are hurting their team. They are hurting their league. They are collecting humongous paychecks. To be a part of the... But that's because the teams haven't mandated the vaccine. Decisions. They need to mandate the vaccine. Aaron Rodgers never got vaccinated, hurt his team, missed a game, uh, got all of his receivers sick, uh, you know, and, and there's been, uh, you know, it's just been a, a humongous, like, lightning rod of, of criticism and... Uh, everything else that's brought to the NFL, it's create a humongous distraction. You know, this is what happens. And, and these players were not forced to be vaccinated, and it's created a number of problems. Well, the, the, the world's doing this half-assed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not going to... Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. So, so, so the, the 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 issue the issue the issue right now is that the politicians ha- are spineless when it comes to this. Right. And because they're spineless, it's going to prolong the agony, the spread, and and you're going to get all these fucking uh, you're going to get all of these. Uh, Outbreaks, so four, five, six, seven. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right. I mean, we, we, we're on the same page with this, Frank. Um, you know, I, um, I, 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 yeah, I think we were heading in the right direction with these vaccine passports as far as the people that were not vaccinated were not allowed to go into restaurants, were not allowed to go into sporting events. And then... You know, we get a new variant, and all of a sudden, we have to shut down all those things anyway. So, you know, it's just now it 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 just feels like we're we're stuck in a society in a world we're stuck where we're, no one seems to have the easy answer or solution. I, I think like I'm going on I'm going on, a, on, a, on an escalator backwards. I know. And anywhere. I wish I had an easy answer, <laughs> and I do. I mean. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who, like you said up the top, that believe that the people that are in the hospitals now, it's not just the, the people that are not vaccinated. They feel like even if you are triple vaccinated, you're still getting it. Listen, I do know people that are triple vaccinated that have gotten this variant. The thing is, their symptoms have been mild for the most part because they are triple vaccinated. Well, here's the, here's the thing. If they do not, if they do not, Get the, a, a real proper plan, like New Zealand, like like uh, Australia, right? Yep. We're we're gonna have another wave, and then another wave, and then another wave. And I don't know. I mean, COVID's here to stay, just like the influenza it, it switched, and and it became forever. The flu became forever. The when when the Europeans came to North America, they wiped out a whole bunch of uh, natives with the flu. It's crazy. You know, so so what I'm saying to you is, I think that for the rest of our lives, you're gonna have to wear a mask when you go to a hospital. You're gonna have to wear a mask when you go to your doctor's office, which should have been 
in place a long time ago. Are you going to have to continue to wear a mask when you go to a sporting event, when you go to a restaurant, when you go to... No, no, I don't think so. I think that going forward, the mask will be with us forever if you go to your doctor's office yep. or if you go to a hospital. Okay, I can handle that. But I, 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 I really don't think... You see, you see the, the, because it's all fucking half-assed, they try to uh, normalize uh, restaurants, they try to normalize sporting events, and, and then because there's a ton of people that are going to the sporting event that are taking public transit. Yeah, that's that's true. Back to the public transit, which I didn't really think about a lot, but you're right because I don't, I haven't, I haven't taken public transit. I mean, public transit, in my view, in my modest, stupid view, is the main cause of the spread of COVID in 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 giant cities. Okay. You know, they, 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 you got people piled in a car, piled. Yeah. And nobody's got gloves on. They're touching. They're holding on the thing. They're. They, not everybody's a clean freak. And there's people, I've seen it in my, with my own eyes, where they touch a door, open a door, and then they open up a pack of chips and they're eating. Like, I mean, I think, I, me- I remember you telling me before about going to the, watching people in the washroom, like, you know, not washing their hands. And, and then they leave. And eating and putting and their hands in a, in a, a hamburger. Not that's for everybody to eat. <laughs> I'm just telling you that, that, you know, this is a dangerous variant yeah it is it is a dangerous variant and this um virus has shown itself to be extremely intelligent in the sense that it changes it morphs and adapts you know we're going on to fucking three years yeah i, I mean well it's going on to two years it's been almost two years but i i i i think that in 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 the fall It'll, it'll be three years because that's where it started and nobody really paid attention to it. Yeah, I know, I know. It wasn't really till March of 2020 that we here in but, Canada... But in November, uh, in November three years ago, right? Yep. yep. In 2019, the, there was already notes going through uh, the uh, State Department in the United States uh, telling them that there's something that's going on in, in Asia. Trump, that uh, they should pay attention to all that. Pardon me? Trump ignored all that. Yeah, Trump didn't give a fuck. He told everybody to shut the fuck up. He ignored it. But, but just prior to Christmas in 2019, there was documentation, right? Yep. That there was a... a well, when I was in 2019, I was in London, England, at, a, at the film festival, the London Film Festival, and I could see that something bad was on its way. Um, when I got on the plane to go to London, I saw a, a lot of Asian people with masks on, and I, I had never seen that before. Like, I've seen Asian people wear masks um, when they had um, uh, SARS, which is COVID-19. Same. It's a SARS. COVID-19 is from the SARS family, right? Yep. Um, but, but when I got to London, you know, a lot of the Chinese filmmakers, which are huge, in most film festivals you have a huge conglomerate of filmmakers from China, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't there. They were not there. So yep. I knew something ugly was happening. Yep. You know, so I, I think, I, so they knew. So I called my wife. I said, listen, it's going to be ugly. And then I came back, and um, 
it, the shit hit the fan, as, as they say. So Ed. we're going on to our third fucking year here, that this, the existence of COVID-19. We're going on to our second year since it started spreading like wild fire. Because some people say wild flower. The term is wild fire. Yes. Not wild flower. <laughs> wild fire, yes. You know, because somebody was saying wild flower to me. It's spreading like wild flower, and I had to correct them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, but um, anyways, I'm, I'm quite excited as far as I'm concerned with um, um, the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm also believe, I'm not excited, I, I, I'm, I believe that the world will be relieved when Trump and his cronies are finally charged and arrested for the insurrection of January 6th. There, the, there's some catastrophic information that's dropping. And, and uh, they found some um, irregularity in the voting, but it wasn't from the Democratic side. Right. It was from the Republican side. Right. And it was found out by Trump's own people that he went to send out to do audits. Oh God! But it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be I think it's going to be bizarre when the truth finally comes out. I mean, anybody knows everybody knows the truth. The insurrection was orchestrated, engineered, and perpetuated by Trump and his people mm-hmm. because they wanted to buy themselves one more week or ten more days. To invent votes. That's what they wanted to do. But Pence wouldn't do that. Won't have any fucking part of that shit. And and you know, uh, I think I think they're close. Do you know do you know Hillary Clinton? Whether you're a fan of hers or not, the Republican Party spent one gazillion dollars on hammering her over and over and over about Benghazi. Right. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right. There's only one thing going on for January the 6th, is is there not? Mm Mm-hmm. Why are they still hammering on it? That that, that it shouldn't be done. It should be done. Makes a lot of sense. What? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, it should be done. Get it over with. If they find nothing, they find nothing. If they find something, they find something. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But uh, anyways, we'll see what happens. Anyways, going forward, so you think the Leafs are going to be, for the first time in how many years, will get by the first round? You know, the biggest issue for the Leafs is their division. You know, the last couple of years, that's, they've really wasted a golden opportunity, right, with those series against Montreal and Columbus, two teams they were better than, and they found a way to lose those series. Now, you know, Toronto's got a great team. They're going to go into the playoffs as one of the top teams. But look at their division. I mean, Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay. You're going to have to beat two of those teams. Just to- uh, I'm not worried about Boston this year at all. Okay. Um, I, I, Tukarask is having issues. I'm not worried about Boston. Okay, so maybe if you're the Leafs, your goal is going to be that you got to win your division and play Boston in the first round, the 1-4 matchup. Because Boston will be four. Tampa but Boston's and Florida not in the playoffs 100% yet. Right, so... That's got to be your mindset if you're the Leafs. Win your division. I, I agree with you, but Boston is not guaranteed a playoff spot yet. Um, 
I'm going to take a quick look at the standings and see if there's a team that could jeopardize them and, and finish fourth in there. Let me just take a look quickly. I haven't looked in a little bit. No, I think they pretty much are because you look after Boston. So, I mean, the, the rest of the division is Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal. None of those four teams are climbing well, the Red up. Wings could catch Boston. What's that? The Red Wings could catch Boston. I, I, don't, I don't know, Frank. I don't think they're... They're ready just well, yet. There's I mean, lots of games left. Yeah, but from a talent perspective, Frank. I, I, listen, I'm just, I was just going to tell you, the, 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 after that, forget about it. Right. Well, uh, oh, finished. So, so to put it in perspective. Center is finished. The Sabres would be a miracle from God. Yeah, yeah. To put it in perspective, Frank, the Red Wings are four points back of Boston, and they've played four more games than Boston. So, you know, it would it would take a minor miracle for for Detroit to catch Boston. So I think I think what we're pretty much assured but it's plausible. I agree with you, but it's plausible. What we're assured is that Boston's gonna be fourth. So you wanna finish first. Right now Toronto is four points out of first. Florida and Tampa Bay have Yeah, but, but Toronto still uh, has paid, played played uh, two less games than the Panthers. That's, well they that's right, and four less And they've played four Tampa. less games than the Lightning. That's right. That's right. So if they win, Toronto has a shot. Toronto has a, definitely has a shot of, of catching those two teams and finishing first and getting. But what impresses me the most about Toronto is not the, the, the 47 points that they have, is that they have 83 goals against. That's, that's the lowest in their division. Yeah, that's very impressive. They've never been, statistically, they've always been the other way. They've been a team that has defensively been a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. And, and that, so that, you know, the goals for are decent, right? Yeah, one to twelve, yeah. But their goals against really shows how the team has changed its uh, ideology. Listen, after a really slow start, and let's face it, Toronto didn't start the year very well. Uh, I think well, everybody was going to get fired. Yeah, that's right. Until they came back from that two-goal deficit against Chicago, there was a lot of rumblings about the Leafs uh, cleaning house. And they came back, they won that game in overtime, and they've really been rolling since. And you got to give them credit for that. Uh, their point percentage at 712 is very, very good. Uh, as we said, they've played a lot less games than most teams because of COVID, and the Canadian teams have really... Uh, will they make up those games? They will, yeah. They're going to make them up over the three-week course of the... They have a chance of finishing first place overall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, Colorado um, is really good. Um, you know, Colorado is, is hitting their peak right now, and I think that they're going to go on a major roll. They're the one team in the West that I would be... I, I think the Metropolitan Division is going to be the most exciting division to watch. you got the Hurricanes that are animals this year. The Rangers have an incredible team. They're tied for first place in their division with the, with the Hurricanes. With the Rangers, yeah. Yeah, and the Capitals are right behind them, and the Penguins are right there. Yeah, the Penguins have had an incredible year. Yeah, so, so that, the Metropolitan Division is, is, is evil compared to Toronto's division. Well, I don't know. I think Florida, Tampa, and Toronto are all really good teams. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just telling you that, uh, that there's so much. Um, 
Yeah, you know, Hurricanes, that's really, the Rangers, the Capitals, and the Penguins. The you know, Rangers, Washington, Pittsburgh are all really good. And then, yeah, they're strong, very strong goaltending, a lot of firepower. But the Rangers are amazing this year. Here for the Penguins, the Rangers obviously are getting a Vesna kind of year out of Shershkin, and then Carolina, Freddie Anderson's been incredible. So, well, well Freddie Anderson is going to do what everybody does: leave Toronto, and win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh God, that's just a nightmare for me to even think of. Well, you know, you're beating Montreal four, um, three to one. Yeah. You you put him in. Yeah. If he loses, you go back with Campbell. That's right. What do you do? You put Campbell in. Now you're three to two. So you put Anderson in. He's your number one goalie. What do you do? You put Campbell again, and you lose the game. Now you're three three. So you put Anderson in there. What do you do? You put Campbell in. Now you lose, and you fucking go home. Yeah, you wouldn't play your number one goalie. As great as Jack this year, and he's been so good. I always have nightmares of that goal that Gallagher scored against him in Game Seven that that opened the scoring. That they I mean, if that goal doesn't go in, who knows how that Game Seven plays? I'm just out. telling you, you have your best goalie, your number one goalie on the bench. You play him. Yeah, I hear you. You got nothing to lose. You play him a game. I I knew that Campbell was going to lose that division. I mean that uh, series. It, it, you could see that he was nervous. He he reminded me of uh, Patrick Laline in, in, in Ottawa. Stellar, stellar season. Oh. And in the playoffs, he cocked. Yeah, Joe Newendike, those two goals Newendike scored on him, they'll forever be... Uh, uh... Forever, at the top of the circle, on the left side. Yeah, yeah, they were both awful, and that'll, that'll unfortunately be a big part of how we remember Patrick Laline. Yeah, and he was a great goalie. He was a great goalie when he played for Pittsburgh. You were a season goalie, you're right. He was a great goalie when he played for Pittsburgh, and he was a great goalie when he played for uh, Ottawa, but he got a rookie, it done in the playoffs. Most wins to start a season as a rookie goaltender. So I, 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 I'm, I'm going to bet you a dinner yep. that the Red Wings will catch the Bruins. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I'm up right now on you because of uh, the, the... Games. There's, there are four games uh, ahead of uh, uh, the Bruins. Yeah. All right. Well, I say there's. I, I just, I just, I just see that the Red Wings have an incredible amount of speed, mm-hmm. and they're young, and they got a decent coach, and uh, they're look where they're, they're above the Canadians, they're above the Centers, they're above the Sabers, right? Yeah, they're better than those three teams. Yeah, I just think that uh, that there might be a little blowtorch there. Uh, right. Boston Bruins look a little tired, and in saying being tired, I'm going to take a short break. And bring the great Phyllis Basito in. Eric, always an honor and a pleasure to have you. Be safe. You too, my and, friend. And um, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, my brother. You got it. Take a short break. The thing I remember is my mother saying to me, Jack, Giacomino, to avoid you bene, bedroom man, sangue mio. I gave her a kiss, and that was the last time I ever saw my mother. Now tell you a story. Nobody with our people. You want a doctor, Jack? Yeah, I sell speed. I sell adrenaline. Hey, I got enough trombone players in my band. How are you, Jack? Everything all right? I love to shoot. First, what you do is you pull your intestines out of your ass, and you tie them in a Windsor knot around your neck, and then you dump the jack. 
You're a good man. Make no mistake about it. I'm not a good man. But if you're my friend, and you're my brother, and you're loyal to me, you gotta tell me first. That you look like happy when you're miserable, and that's it. NSS Live, free worldwide internet TV, unscripted, uncensored. We have full program, we have movies, we have probably the best fishing show known to mankind. And on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have NSS Live with uh, great Bill Waters, Eric Cohen, and the magnificent Phyllis Presido. We are live right now. It's fucking freezing. It's minus 17 Celsius in Toronto. And like I said, you know it's cold when you see a fucking squirrel walk around with uh, earmuffs. So... <laughs> Oh, it's fucking cold. And I just cold. want to tell you, so uh, I, as you know, I drove my family to Florida, and um, I was going to fly back, but I couldn't get a PCR test anywhere. Uh, there was no appointments anywhere, so we ended up driving back on uh, Sunday. Right. We left Toronto right. on Boxing Day. Uh, and yeah, I heard that. It's hard to get these tests to even no, test. get a fucking so. I got my PCR test in Bickley, West Virginia, one of my favorite, uh, Bickley, everybody in Bickley are some of the nicest people I've ever met. But we went through fucking hell. We drove through torrential rains, torrential rains, and then we, we were on the I-95 with a snowstorm. We got oh, out of there, boy. thank God, because I heard people in parts of the I-95 were stuck there for 72 fucking hours. Holy crap. Man, I gotta tell you, is it ever gonna stop? Um, is it ever? I, I, I don't, the, the, everything's fucked up right now, you know? Like, we're, we're on a fourth wave, and they're saying there's gonna be a fifth wave with, with the, this, the uh, Omicron uh, mutating, possibly, with the, the Delta. So it's, it's, it's just fucked up right now. But nobody gets the flu anymore, Frankie? Um, everybody gets the flu, so there's a big difference uh, with the flu. I was talking to my bank, uh, my bank. I was talking to my my uh, uh, doctor, and he was telling me that people still get the flu. So they're doing the tests. That's what these tests are. The, these 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 uh, rapid tests, right? Determine right away if if you, if you have the flu or if you got COVID. It's a different protein. When they do these tests, the pre-tests. Yeah, the, 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 the rapid test will tell you if you got, if you got the sniffles and you're coughing, you got a fever, and you do the rapid test. If you have the flu it, 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 and it's not COVID, it, you won't come up COVID positive. So oh, okay. Th that's the argument. People think that the flu is 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 COVID, and everybody who gets the flu say it's COVID. No, it's it, it's the test is a determining factor whether it's co SARS, COVID nineteen. Or it's just a fucking regular flu. If it come, if you, your test is negative and you're coughing, you got a fever and you're hacking, then you got just a fucking flu. That's the way it works. I see. Okay. Well, a friend of mine, uh, like the producer from the broadcast, just called me and told me he tested positive today because he had a scratchy sore throat. And I says, well, do you have a fever? He said, no. I says, and you just got a sore throat? He said, yeah. And you tested positive. And I said, gee, I, I just don't understand anymore. I don't. I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, I mean, so, in the you know, days, if you remember, when strep throat became, um, you know, 
an evil thing. I right? had it three times in my life, Frank. Strep throat. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. You know, it was, it was, uh, so they would shove a swab down your fucking throat, right? Yeah. And scrub the, 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 the inside of your throat to get a, a, a specimen. Now, right. they do the same thing now with COVID. They shove a fucking Q-tip swab up your fucking nose, and, and, and you could see it through your eyes. That's what I hear. And, and they take yeah. it out, and it's, a, it's disgusting. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're fucked because uh, the governments are spineless, and they have no fucking brains. It's all over the place. There's no determining factor on how they're going to approach this. And, you know, COVID's going to be here forever, just like the flu is here forever. Yep, I so agree. Because the flu shot, sorry, because the flu is here forever, they, 30 years ago, they developed the flu shot. Right. And, and, and what is, what is the, the vaccine for COVID? It's a fucking flu shot. They just changed it around. Well, it seems that way for sure. So, I mean, I like I had my COVID shot a, about a year ago. It's coming up on a year. So I guess I'm due to have another one. I don't know. Did you get your booster I'm going to find shot? out tonight. What's Did you that? get the booster shots? I didn't because I got the flu shot. I've got to wait three weeks before I can get the booster. Okay. So so the way I, I, I've been, I understand this, and I could be wrong, um, I had the COVID uh, uh, vaccine, AstraZeneca, in two doses, right? And then I got the, the booster shot, and now I'm waiting for when the next one uh, is available in four months, right? And I'm going to get that. So the way I understand it is you won't get a uh, – it's, it's just booster per booster per booster. So you get a booster shot, oh boy. And, then, and then five, six months later, you'll get another booster shot. So the rest of your life, everything. So the rest of your life, the atmosphere for fuck's sake. Now the problem. Yeah, so the rest I, of your life, though, every three or four months, you got to get another booster shot. I, I think it's it's going to be every six months. So just like you get a flu shot once a year, instead of getting a flu yeah. shot once a year, you get the uh, um, two shots. Oh, okay. That's, that's the way okay, I understand whatever it. Whatever it is, it is. Problem. You got you you got you got governments, right? Governments, um, in the states, in, in the northern part of the states, you got where they 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 penalize restaurants, right? They penalize different aspects. Terrible. M meanwhile, public transportation, where people are fucking piled into subways, streetcars, and buses, right? There's no police. Yep. And that and that's where the spread event is. Like like you know and. Let's not forget, Frankie, the border. They keep the letting border, them in. The border, well, we don't have that problem here in Canada. No, there's not a border that don't. people are coming, uh, rushing through, right, to get in, right? Like, yep. uh, uh, not the, to my knowledge in Ontario, right? So right, what, what, I don't think so. What I'm trying so. to tell you is here, you, so if people go see the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Scotiabank Centre. Most of the people that go there are taking public transit. So even if they're fucking vaccinated, right? They're going to be inside a fucking streetcar with a bunch of people, and some of them are not vaccinated. They're not going to the game. You're right. You're right. And, and it doesn't make any useless. sense. They're fucking useless. You, you can't, you cannot fuck around. You, they, 
you know, everybody decided, everybody, the whole world, on smoking to eliminate it from a public place. Some people took longer than others, but they stopped. You, I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to a fucking restaurant. Everybody was smoking. I remember yeah. going to Leafs game, everybody yeah. was smoking. I, went, I remember going to see the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, no, I went to, when I when I they stopped, smoked in the uh, building. Uh, uh, Curtis Joseph was a net for Team Canada, and uh, Richter was a net for uh, Team USA, where Canada lost at Montreal. Fuck! I, I had to put a, 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 a fucking mask on. Everybody was smoking. Yep, <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, I so remember those days. The evolution of knowledge changes the dynamics of the rules. And, yeah, it and, does. And, and, you know, how the fuck do you tell 20,000 people you all have to be vaccinated to come to a fucking game, and then you let them come there by public transit? And there's well, no, there's that's no the rules. problem. I don't think they know what they're doing. A hundred percent. I don't so think they, they have do a not clue. know what the fuck they're doing. And, yep. and it's gonna, and, and because don't. they don't know what the fuck they're doing, because they're not making, um, politicians are not making decisions because of science. They're making decisions to to maintain their popularity. Well, you're right. I mean, look at the uh, last night at the college world football game. They had seventy some thousand in that building. You know, seventy some thousand people. So you uh, you know you, you know that if 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 it spreads there, right? It's sure. going to be a spreader event because each person's got to know four people. So seventy thousand comes to two a quarter of a million people. Yeah, right. Hey, by the way, I heard about Quebec. Is that true what they did? Yep, that's what they're Saying doing. And, 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 and I guess they're getting their cue from Norway. In Norway, if you have COVID and you go to the hospital and you're unvaccinated, you are on your fucking own. You pay your way. You're not part of socialized medicine. But Quebec, you had to be vaccinated to get liquor and to buy weed. Yeah, well, it's the same thing in, in, in France. If you want to go to a cafe, you better be vaccinated or you ain't, you're going to fucking go home and make your own fucking coffee. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. I, I, well. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the same example. I think that this whole fucking thing, this whole fucking thing, This whole fucking thing, I think that this whole motherfucker thing is, uh, is, is like cigarettes. You, do you remember when they, 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 they put a, in the bars and they said you can't smoke in the bars, how, how all the owners right. went nuts? Yeah. You know, you know they said, you're yeah. going to ruin our business, man. You're going to ruin our business. Then they said, well, you can have, make them smoke and they have a patio. So then they did a patio for smokers. And now they shut that down, too. You can't smoke. Yeah. In, 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 <laughs> you can't. Now you can't even smoke outside on the street. If you're driving your car and you're smoking, you have a kid in there, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> really? You're going to get arrested. Unbelievable. You're endangering That's the child. Because they this know now me, that cigarette Frank. smoking kills you. This scares me.
because it's almost like the government's got to know exactly where you are, what you do, when you do it, and it scares me. Well, it's like being well in unfortunately, I'm, we, I was talking to Eric about this. Human beings need rules. Yeah, so in hockey, now you have two refs and two linesmen, right? In football, you got refs. In basketball, you have refs. Um, in society, you have police. People need rules, so unfortunately, that's the way it is. Okay, my father. Sure, totally but why keep pissed. changing the fucking rules? Pardon me. Why? What'd you say? Because of the social media, because of computers, no, because they of need all rules. the bullshit. People need fucking rules because that's the way humans are. My father was totally fucking pissed. Pissed, God rest his soul, when they implemented that you had to wear your fucking seatbelt. He was pissed. Oh, yeah. Well, so tickets, was mine. He decided to wear a seatbelt all the time. Yeah. But you decide. He decided. But he, he decided. He, he, but he, 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 what do you mean? The law decided because every, if every time he drove, a cop would pull him over and fucking give him a fucking ticket. So he didn't decide. He just didn't want to fucking pay for the ticket. And then it got impossible in, in, when they implemented the seatbelt as the car manufacturers changed. They made you wear a fucking seatbelt because you, you, you had to rip uh, the, the wire in the dash yeah. to, to, to um, disarm the fucking beeping. Boy, I long for the 70s. <laughs> yeah, well, the 70s, you did whatever the I'm fuck you want to I grew up. That. I grew up, I don't remember ever, ever having a fucking child seat in my father's car. No, me either. I don't I remember. My dad's I, remember car when I, was six. I remember before I went to kindergarten. In my mind, I remember as far. I remember sitting in the back seat with no seatbelt. Yep. So, uh, I too, Frank. No I fucking too, chair, no bumpers, no, no nothing, no airbags. And in those days, if you got in a car accident and you're sitting in the front seat, you died. You'd hit your fucking head on the dash. The dash was made out of steel. <laughs> I remember being able to ride a bicycle without a helmet. Yeah, yeah, but that's not mandatory. I don't think it's mandatory. It's a bylaw. You won't get a ticket riding a bike without a, a helmet, I think. But I think a kid has to wear a helmet. I don't know. Uh, but, I but anyway, got a clue. In the NHL, when you started hockey, you didn't have to wear a fucking helmet. Now it's mandatory. No, they made it. Uh, they mean they started to make it mandatory in '72, and I had to sign a form that I wasn't going to wear one, so that if I got hurt there, I couldn't sue them or whatever it was. And I did, and I played till '81. And who's the last player? Was it McTavish? Yes, he was the last guy. That played without a helmet? Yeah, he was the last guy. I think so. I remember that I think so. Yeah, it just... Uh, I, I don't know. Look, it sometimes just blows me away that we, we, I see... I walk into my neighborhood and I see a three-year-old with a tricycle and with a helmet on and elbow pads on and shin pads on and, and and they got training wheels. I'm thinking, what the fuck, 
man. Yeah, but if they fall over, they can hurt their head. Like the felt. Listen, you know when roller rollerblading became huge, huge. I think it was in the eighties, right, or the nineties, right? Yeah. The number one cause of injury was rollerblades because guys were going rollerblading with no elbow pads and no helmet, and they'd go fucking smash their head. <laughs> There's no doubt. You know, Phil, I've got to tell it, you, I've been a motorcycle enthusiast all my life. I've been riding motorcycles since I was 14. I, I've always ridden motorcycles. Right. And when I come to Florida and I see a guy on a moped or a Harley flying down down Mayberry with no helmet, it, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, they're still loud in Florida. Yeah, it's, it well, blows my fucking mind. You know, a lot of guys no, like Gary Hughes, he was sitting on a motorcycle. He fell over and hit his head on the on the curb, and he and he and he cracked open his skull. Well, yeah, I don't. Uh, anyway, I never. I agree with you. I, never I think. A I, think so. I think humanity. I mean, when you're an adult, you know, there's a comedian who said uh, he he said he came home one day and he said uh, his wife says to him, uh, "Tomorrow at two o'clock, uh, you're gonna go get a colonoscopy." I made a, an appointment with the proctologist. And he goes, you made an appointment for the proctologist to give me a colonoscopy. Well, why would you do that? She goes, just just go do it, okay? You're 50, you're over 50, you got to go do it. He goes, I'm a fucking adult, and I can make my own fucking decisions. And then he says, so the next day when I went to the proctologist's office, I asked, <laughs> he had no fucking choice. He got no choice. <laughs> Yeah. You got no choice. Well, Anyways, you need rules. And right now, the NHL is is, is screwed right now because COVID's fucking racing through teams. Uh, guys are not respecting what they're supposed to do. Well, I don't know how else, what else they could do. Apparently, I mean, they're getting tested twice a day. For Christ's sake, twice a they day. Just get everybody They've vaccinated. All been vaccinated. So. Everybody well, they just get everybody Bertuzzi. vaccinated. Like, like, like Tampa uh, runs a clinic one day, gets the, gets the medical thing there, and vaccinates the whole fucking team. They just got to do that. If they don't do that, this shit's going to go drag on. And I, I do not want to go through a fifth fucking wave. We're going through the fourth wave right now with 10,000, 11,000 infections a day in Ontario. Wow. I, I don't want to. I do not want to. I, 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 I love Tampa. I could not stay there or let my family stay there because I couldn't get a fucking test to catch a flight back. So I drove for two fucking days to get there, stayed four oh, days, you. and took. I drove another two fucking days to get back. I know. I know. And I we got surprised. lucky that uh, we found the place in Bickley, West Virginia, to get the PCR test. Jeez, yeah, I couldn't get That's... any place, any place. And, and those places bad. first come for serve, people were sleeping there overnight. I guess so. What are they going to do, right? Well, it's, because it's the I time mean, of year and there's a lot of travelers, right? Yeah, Lots of travelers. And there's a lot of flu and cold wet weather and everything else. You can determine the difference between the flu and COVID-19 with the PCR test. Yeah, I so guess. So if you got the flu, you're okay. You're going to fly. 
But if you got COVID, you're not flying. No. Well, if I had the flu, I don't think I'd fly. Well, that's because you're a good guy. But some people, you know, they, they hide it under their mask, right? Because they want to get where they're going to get, right? What the fuck does the mask do? Come on. I don't know. What is it? Five, six percent? That's a, that's a help. Don't get me wrong. But the only, the only thing know. that I'm, if, you, if you wear a mask, Phil, and I'm wearing a mask, we got 20% chance of not fucking uh, making anything airborne, which is better than a kick in the balls. I wear a mask when I go indoors to some place, and that's it. I go to a restaurant, I wear my mask in, I take it off, and yeah, I sit and I eat and drink. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when I was in Florida, I, I, uh, I saw a lot of people not wearing a fucking mask. I mean, I got in the elevator, oh, and yeah. the guy was getting in the elevator, and I said, sorry, dude, you got no fucking mask. You, either we get the fuck out, and you go in by yourself, or, or you wait for the next uh, elevator. He says, no, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm good with that. That's fine. So he waited yeah. out. But, you know, uh, I, I went to a lot of uh, places to buy stuff, right? And there was people uh, with no mask. I just got back in my car and left. I'm not, you know, well, I, you I, know I, I didn't go to Florida too, to though, With you, Frank, the difference with you is you got young children. Yeah. You got young kids, you know? You don't want I, them getting sick. I just sicker. don't want to get COVID. We've, we've busted our balls, uh, my wife yeah. and I, to not get COVID for the last yep. years. We've done everything to not get COVID, so why be reckless at the end? <laughs> good point. You know, Very we've done it, and I think that, I, like, the playoffs, I hope, I hope to God that there's fans who get to go see the playoffs this year. Because in Canada, I there's no fans. Because so. they've canceled an awful lot of games. How the hell are they going to get 82 games in? Toronto, I think Toronto lost five games. And they're going to get them back. Well, during the Olympic break. Thank God they canceled the Olympics. I'm, I'm with you 100%. They needed to. They should not do this all-star game either, but there's too much money again. Money again. Yeah, but the all-star game, well, I never watch it. It's a waste of fucking time. It's, it's I agree with you. It's, uh, I don't watch it. I don't it, watch so. it either. Huh? No. <laughs> It's, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, a, joke. it's a fucking joke. Exactly. I, 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 and it's a waste of time, and especially now with the danger, right? Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. If I got picked, I probably would say for an all-star game, I'd say I'd like to pass. Yeah, but, That's uh, it. Uh, you know. Anyways, I was talking about uh, Boston. I think that Detroit's going to catch him. I don't know. I, I still, I think Detroit's played very well. And by the way, you saw today they hired Lindstrom. That's yes. a great move. Yeah, but great Lindstrom's also the, uh, the favorite son, the prodigal son of Detroit. Yep, yeah, that's a great move by Iserman. And I think that Detroit's are really on the upswing. They got the goaltender, the Nadelkovich. Who's what are, what are very they, well four or five them. points behind Boston? Yeah, got a few games in hand, I think. I don't know. Bo Bo uh, yeah, you never know they, anymore. They more games in Boston. 
So the four, they? Four, they played four more games than the Boston Bruins, and they're four points behind Boston. But I'm telling you that I've watched the Detroit Red Wings play three or four games in, in the last month or so, and they yeah. look strong, fast, and, and they're only four, four points, four fucking points away. Well, you know, Toronto's 47, right? And, and, and they, they, they're, they, they, um, there are three games uh, in hand. They've they, they got to play three more games. The two games they've got to play to catch up to the Panthers, right? And four games to catch up to the Lightning. And they got 47 points. Well, good for them. Yeah. Good for them. I hope they do make it. I can tell you that, you know, I missed the game on Saturday with the Bruins here because I, I didn't feel well and I didn't want to take a chance. So I, I just stayed home. And uh, it was a little bit of a cold and stuff like that. I was fine on Sunday and Monday. and But I just didn't want to go in there and take a chance. Anyway... Um, uh, Brian Ingbloom told me, I was talking to Brian, that that was the best game he had seen Boston play, certainly this year, and maybe for the last two or three years. Listen, Boston has, has a decent team, but I think they're a little tired. And I think that their goaltending is not at, 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 a, at, a, at a A-plus. I give their goaltending this year an A minus, a B plus, and I, and I think that Detroit. Well, they also got they got one line. That's it. One line. That's, that's it. So you agree got. with me? And Detroit has four young lines. Um, I, they I do. just I just like the chemistry of the team. I like their breakout. I like their intensity. Right. I think yes, they can Boston. I hope so. It'll be fine. And the Detroit's team that's the most dangerous well. team to me this year is uh, is Colorado and the New York Rangers. Colorado is going to be there in the end. I really well, believe Anderson, that. It's the irony of life. Everybody that leaves the tournament believes goes and wins the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I don't know whether the Rangers will be there this year, but they're not far away. They're 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 fucking great. They're great to watch right now, Phil. Yeah, they're good to watch and all that, but there's a lot of teams in that metro division or central metro that they've got to climb and not climb over, but beat in the playoffs. No, but what and we said is accurate because the, the Hurricanes, the Rangers, and the Capitals and the Penguins are fucking wicked. And the Rangers are in second yeah. place, tied for first place. Yeah, but we still got half a season, more than half a season to go. Yeah, but it's I nice mean, it's, to, to. This seems like it's been on. This season's been on for fucking ninety days, a hundred days already. Nice, Phil. It's nice to sprint days. to the um, the playoffs, right? Rather than to try to put yeah. it in, uh, in another gear. You know what I'm saying to you? Right. You know, the Hurricanes and the Rangers are tied for first place at 50 points, and the Capitals are right up their ass at 49 points, right? And the Penguins have 45 points, and then everybody else is nothing. They all got their 33, 33, 33, and the Islanders are way at the bottom at 26. 
They just choked. Well, in, in the Atlantic I, I Division, really you got the Panthers at 51, the Lightning no at 51, and the Leafs at 47 with, with the 13 games. With, huh? the, with four games, with four games that they they got to play to catch up to the 37 that the, the Lightning's played, and and three games, uh, sorry, two games to catch up to what the Panthers played, right? So, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I never look at that right now. That's all I look at is how they're playing. I agree that there's right lots now. of season left. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's nice, nice to be able to sprint to the playoffs than to have all this pressure that every fucking game that you lose, you can be fucking ruined. But, I mean, when the Lightning played those two games back to back against the Rangers. And the Panthers, mm -hmm. they're goaltenders. They didn't have a goalie. They had to bring two kids from somewhere in the minors. Mm -hmm. they, they had, they were out with COVID. They had eight players out with COVID, and they still played. So God bless them, but they got waxed. Exactly. You know? But I'm saying, <laughs> if, if you have if you have a 15 point spread in your division. And you get waxed for two games or three games because of the variables that are out there, right? You're fine. But if you're fighting yeah. for a playoff spot and, and, and your team gets ravaged, the people get, whether they get hurt or they get COVID or whatever, you know how the, the game is. Right, played, right, right, right. You can afford yeah. a sprint. You can't. You so, just can't. So, and... so, so right now, I mean... The Canadians are finished. They got 23 points. Surprised. I mean, they got 18 points. The Canadians have 18 points. They're finished. But, you know, when you think about the Canadians, when you take a Weber and a Price, both superb, you have unbelievable no you have no players, they, they, you can't make that up. You can't make no, it up. You have no... Listen... If you take a lung out of, uh, out of a human being, he's still going to survive and he's still going to function pretty decent, right? right? If you take the lung and the heart, that guy's dead. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So absolutely Price, right. You know, I really was disgusted with some of the fans. Kerry Price single-handedly took the Montreal Canadiens to the finals last year and almost won a Stanley Cup. Almost won a Stanley Yeah, and I, uh, and I think, uh, and I thought, oh, I just said Weber was also really, really good. Yes. And he played hurt, but he was good. God, he was good. And, but Kerry Price was the guy. He was the guy. And, you and then because they win. lost against uh, Tampa, you read these fuckers on social media shitting on him. Well, fuckheads. If, the, if, if, if Kerry Price wasn't there... Montreal was a mediocre team at best last year, and there was no way they, they deserved to be in the finals. It should have been the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. At best. You're right. At, at best. So, Kerry Price well, no, stood no, on his the fucking Leafs head won that series. And, and ravaged, and they were missing a coach. Luke Richardson brought him all the way through. You're right. Is he not even there anymore? I, I, I don't know. I really, you know, I don't follow Montreal unless Kerry's playing in that. I'm a big either. fan of Kerry Price. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think he's one of the best goalies uh, of the game. 
I think he's, he's one just of an the amazing best goalie. He's uh, an amazing athlete, and it's uh, horrible what he's going through right now. Yeah, it is, boy. I feel for him. I feel for him big time. Uh, what is he? Thirty years old? Thirty-one years old? Gary Price, what do you think? I think he's thirty-one, but I'll ch- I'll check for you, right? But yeah, he's, uh, he's you know he's, he's played his whole career there. If, um, yeah. Well, if he's drafted 18, maybe 31, 32. Yeah. Um, he's 34 years old. He's born in 1987. He's going to be 35 oh, okay. in August. Uh, maybe he's not going to play Columbia. anymore. He's born in maybe he isn't going to play anymore. Yeah. Too bad. I'm telling you, he was good. Real good. I, 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 really, I think really he's good. Price, one of the best goalies. That ever played for Montreal, and I know some people tell me to fuck off, but I think the, I think he's way better than Patrick Waugh, and he's way better than uh, Ken Dryden. My my mother could have played match for the Montreal Canadiens and won a Stanley Cup with that team they had. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm not going to argue with you that much about it because of that defense that uh, especially Kenny had. Holy crap! All Hall of Famers. You never yeah, got to put. You never got to rebound with those guys. Who, who, if you could pass, got a, over the blue line, he'd rip your fucking head off, right? <laughs> well, you think about you know, it. When Montreal was a, no, the point. when they had that fucking team for ten years with Scotty Bowen behind the bench, it was it, it, it was probably the best team in the world at that time. It might have been. So my mother, my been. mother could have played good. in that. I'm just telling that? you that your brother, when he played for the Chicago Blackhawks, he would steal games, steal them. Oh yeah, that's he a goal. Played hard, Tony. And you know, he Patrick Wall, really when they traded his whole defensive core away, he became pretty ordinary. And then when he went to Colorado and he had a strong defensive core. He became Patrick Waugh again. The goalie that counts to me is a goalie that plays for a team that's not that great, and he steals the games. That's a goalie for me. And he steals the games. Listen, Frankie, you, you, gotta, Vasilevsky, you wouldn't watch it uh, I've seen some games where Tampa is shit to bed, and Vasilevsky steals the game by himself. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But let me ask you, Campbell, he's played very well, hasn't he? I think he has, but here's my problem. They have another great goalie, Peter Morazic. He's a great goalie. He's a, he's a starter. Why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not? You know, learn from your fucking mistakes, where where you were beating Montreal three to one, and you should have put your number one fucking goalie in net, um, and then no, you put Campbell in. So now you're you're at three two. Put Anderson in. No, right. what do you do? You put Campbell in. And now you lose. Now you're tied, 3-3. Put in Anderson. What do you do? Put Campbell and you lose. So what yeah. I'm saying is I'm, I, I think Campbell's playing very well. He's, I'm not going to take anything away from him. And, and uh, he stood on his head against the Colorado game where the Leafs were up 4-1 and they ended up leaving, uh, getting one point and losing in overtime. Um, I think they should play Peter Morazic because a goal – you don't want to fucking go into the playoffs. If Campbell gets hurt, you got a, a goalie that 
His goalies need to play. Right. You need to have the guy right. have a runway. Well, you're right about that. You've got to have both goaltenders sharp. And if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Well, Marazic is a great goalie, and everybody will tell you. He's, he's a high-caliber goalie. He's a star. Um, and um, he was hurt. He's healthy. You need to fucking play this guy. I would have played him in Colorado. Get him in some games. Yeah. See, the problem is, in, um, in the Atlantic, they're all trying to end up first. Everybody's trying to end up first, so they don't play the second and third. In other words, it could be it'll be Toronto Lightning or the Panthers. So if you end up second, and so let's say it's the Panthers third, Toronto ends up first. You got to play the Panthers and the Lightning play the Panthers. But if you're Toronto and you end up first, you're going to play the fourth place team, whether it's Boston or Detroit. Well, the odds are you got a better chance of winning. That's why they're all gung-ho to win first place. My feeling is, look, you gotta, to win the championship, you got to play everybody. And you got to play who the hell, whoever's there. you got to play and you got to play. And, and, you need to, and, and, and if you've got a, a first-string goalie, you need to fucking play him. So well, you right need now, to have him healthy it would, because... It would, make, it would make sense if I was the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, I would play... I would I would split the games up with these guys, right? And that way it would have them both ready. Because if something happens, God forbid something happens to Campbell, and then you're expecting a goalie who's been riding a bench all year to to stand on his head, you're, you're fucking stupid. It's, it's difficult. There's no doubt about it. And, and that's why the Lightning went out and got a guy like Brian Elliott to be like... He'll only play probably 20 games this year, 25, and Vasi plays the most because Vasilevsky wants to play, and he but, wants but, to but, play but, but, every but Elliot game. is a good insurance policy. Yes, he is. He's a great. Yes, Vasilevsky is a magnificent goalie, top three in the NHL, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And 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 but but, you know, a guy like Elliot is a nice insurance policy. Doesn't mean you're going to have an accident, yeah, and, but if you have one, you're covered. And everybody's talked about McElhenney, but in the meantime, he won two Stanley Cups with McElhenney backing up. Yep, that's right. So, Listen, McElhenney was the biggest mistake the Toronto Maple Leafs did getting rid of him um, and, and keeping uh, Hutchinson or whatever the other guy was. Yeah, he was a great backup, a great oh. backup. And then he almost won a Stanley Cup with, uh, Colorado, uh, with uh, Carolina. That's right. He's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal goalie. He's a phenomenal goalie. I, I like McElhaney as a human being. I think he's a, a magnificent goalie. And I'm telling you, this Peter Morazic, he's 30 years old. He's the same age as uh, Campbell. And, and, and he's, he's a great goalie. I'm not going to take anything away from Campbell. He's played great. But... Everybody needs an insurance policy, and Toronto make, needs to make sure they don't fuck themselves like they did last year in the first round. There's no way Montreal had any business beating the Toronto Maple Leafs last year in the first round. And they got no, out no, they shouldn't have. And they got no, fucking no, out 
and they got uh, they got uh, they got uh, uh, out goalied. Well, maybe there's a silver lining in that because when the Lightning got blitzed by uh, Columbus, it sure taught them a lesson. I can tell you that. So maybe they taught the Leafs a lesson. Right? Frank? Hello? Hello? He's still there. What? What? I almost lost you guys. Hello? Yeah, I was saying hello. Yeah, I almost yeah, lost yeah. you guys. Um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Um, the hockey is, is one of the greatest games in the world, and it's a fast game, and it's full of variables. If, you're, if your number one line goes down, you're fucked. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks lost the energy and the engineered plays of T's for two years. Was it two years or three years? What's that? Jonathan Taze. Say again? The, the Chicago Blackhawks lost the great engineering play of uh, Taze, right? For the last, was it the last two years? He's back for the first time this year, is he not? Engineering play? I don't the, the way he plays, the way he plays. He's a, he's a great player. He, he engineers uh, uh, passes, and he, he's, a, he's a vital part. He's a, a positive catalyst for the team. Who's this? Taze for the Chicago Blackhawks, Jonathan Taze. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Taze, but he, he's not even... Uh, uh, he's like a, not, even a, a, not even a former of himself. I don't know what's wrong. He missed a whole year. He's not playing well now. What is going on? I just, I don't, the phone, for some reason, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing you guys. But now I can hear you. I don't know if it's my end, but I'm on a landline. I, I don't know if it's my end or, or, or it's, it's a studio. Uh, Jonathan Page, you know, he law, he was, he's been missing for, this is the first year back for almost two years, is he not? Yeah. He's, he's, um, it was sick. And um, he's come back, but he's just not himself. You can see it. You can see that. Yeah, he's, How old he's, is uh, he? He's, 31? He's, 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 lost his, uh, he's lost his stamina. He sure looks like it. He sure legs, looks like it. His legs. I don't know. It just uh, doesn't look the right. A player of that caliber, right? Because he was the guy that stirred the drinks for the Blackhawks. Patrick Kane Black is Hawks. a great player, but Johnson Taves was the stir. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just telling you right now that that th those are the things, right? Those are the things that cause problems. Yeah, they do. When and you lose a player of that caliber, it like 
it's like Stamkos. I, I know that the, the, I know that the Tampa Bay Lightning are a very strong team with lots of depth. But when Stam, Stamkos is not there, it feels different. You're right. He's the captain of the team, and when you're the captain of the team, it does feel that way. It absolutely does. You're right. And 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 I think the younger guys don't feel safe. When 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 one of the big guns is not is not on the bench, you're probably right about that too. Because I've been there when Bobby Bobby Orr wasn't on the bench, and it does it feel a lot different, a lot different. Well, on 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 um, on the uh, on on YouTube, there's a there's a there's a documentary on. Bobby Orr, and there's a they're, they're interviewing you um, on how you said the first time you saw him, you turned around. I don't know if you turned around to Kenny Hodge or you turned around to Gary Busey, and you said, "Holy fuck, where'd this guy come from?" Because <laughs> well, nobody had seen anybody time, tweet like that. The first time I saw him was he played center in Chicago Stadium. And he played center. And and I went, is this the guy that's supposed to be the great defenseman? And they said, yeah. I said, what the fuck's he playing center for? Said, Who knows? Because he can skate like crazy. Well, well, he well in, in, in his era, some of the great skaters were, Marcel Dion was a great skater. Yeah. But there um, was a lot of them. Bobby Hull. Bobby Hall was God, a great skater. Paul was a good skater, but but Marcel Dion, I remember being a kid and I saw him at Maple Leaf Gardens, and he was playing for the um, Los Angeles. Was it the Los Angeles Kings they saw him with, or was it the California well, Golden Seals? Well, he played with Field? Detroit, L.A. I mean the Rangers. So so he was playing. Well, it might have been Detroit, or it might have been the Los Angeles Kings, right? Probably right. And he was wearing those fucking skates. Like, they were different than the rest of the players. But he was fucking well, fast. Marsh could Super skate. fucking fast. Marsh could skate. And boy, he had that low center of gravity. Gravity, yeah. you couldn't knock him over. No way. Yeah. Stocky, well-built. He, 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 he had the same build as Stan Jonathan that played for the Boston Bruins. Yeah, but Stan Johnson was one mean, tough motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comparing them to toughness. I'm just saying that. I know. Stan I Jonathan know that. Uh, was short and and nine feet wide, and and, and Marcel Dion, uh, Dion was also wide too. He was very, very, like, like very well put together. He wasn't six foot tall, you know. I, no. I, I've, I've I've met Marcel Dion ten times. And uh, but boy, oh, yeah. he could skate. What I'm just saying to you is, Jonathan Taze was only 33 years old. Has, uh, has is that all he is? That's sad because he's the captain of the team, and he's he's a nucleus of the attack. Well, that's amazing. He's only 33. This guy should have been able to play until he was almost 40. I think Patrick Kane did well. I really do. He's that. He's got. A, he's a great skater. 
great skaters can play a long time. I love I, 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 I love the Chicago Blackhawks, and I think that once they got rid of Corey Crawford and they, they started changing the chemistry of the team, right? Yeah. I, I, I think it just... I think it just changed. I think it just changed everything. If if you know what I'm saying. You know, it's well, once it you move three, four, five um, core players, everything changes, don't you think? Oh, there's no doubt about it. The team changes. Um, that's why I'm surprised that the Lightning have done as well as they have, because there's been about four or five guys change this year. But the nucleus is still there. And the one ingredient, and you said a little bit ago, Vasilevsky. <laughs> That's the key. The key. He's, but he's, 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 he's what Tony Esposito was to the Chicago Blackhawks. He's what, um, he's what uh, you know, what the Terry Sawchuk was to the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? He, yep, the he's, rock. He's, he's the fucking, he's the fucking uh, foundation of the t- Tampa Bay Lightning. And you know what I love I'm, about Vasilevsky? He's a competitive son of a gun. Is he ever, Frank? Is he ever? And uh, you, when you talk to him, he loves talking hockey, and uh, he just always wants to. Like, he's asked me so many questions about 1972. This kid wasn't even a gleam in his old man's eye. You said this a hundred million times to all of us. A hundred million times. Goaltending, 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 goaltending. Yep. So so if if you you open the door and it's 80 below zero and leave the door wide open, even if you got a good furnace, your house is going to be cold. And it's the same thing with a team. If you leave the fucking door That's open right. where you have no goalie, doesn't matter what firepower you have, you're going to be chasing the game all night. Without a doubt. And, you know, the one thing about Vasi, he very seldom loses back-to-back games. The, the, the thing that I love the best about Vasilevsky is if he lets a bad goal in, he doesn't stay in his net and start to pout like Tuka Rask or... Um, Lalongo, you know, those guys, they, they blame the fucking uh, a bad goal on their team, their defensemen, they'd start yapping at them. Vasilevsky reminds me of the of the, the another great goalie, one of my favorite goalies, Mikey Richter. Mike Richter was oh, a yeah. fucking wall every night. And, you know, you I know. Met, I met him once, but I didn't know him. But I heard that he was a great teammate. Let me tell you something, Frank. When Mike Richter's... First game, I was uh, coaching and managing the Rangers, and we were down 3 nothing to the Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and I put Mike Richter in the net his first game. And I said to the kid, I says, just try your best, kid. That's all you can do. And I said to the reporters after the game, when – the Rangers win the Stanley Cup. Mike Richter will be the goalie. You mark my words. And, and that's did. what happened. He was just the competitiveness in him. And he wanted to win. And he was just terrific. I, I Let me tell, tell you something that I read about my, Mike Richter. Mike Richter, after every game at Madison Square Gardens, 
no matter how many shots he took or whatever, at the end of the game, he put on his shorts and run up and down the uh, stands for an hour. I, well, that's what I was told. I never saw him do it because, you know, by the time those guys got undressed, I was the hell out of there. But they used to tell me that, that he would run up and down the stairs. Yeah, and, 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 the the sections, and his legs were the size of fucking oak trees. <laughs> they were big. Yeah, very he, big. Because, and you know, Mike Richter can—he wasn't a—he wasn't a giant goalie like these guys now, six three, six four, right? He, I think he was. No. I think Mike Richter was six feet tall. I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna Google him, right? But, Probably but Mike, six Mike Richter. Foot. I'm telling you right now. Um. He was he was one of the best uh, goalies that I ever had a chance to see in my life. Um, one point eight meters. Six point one hundred and ninety pounds, maybe. One point eight meters to feet. So he was six foot tall exactly. He was six foot tall, and I think he was one hundred and eighty two pounds. Eighty two. Okay. I think he was like Belfour. Belfour was five eleven. Yeah, he's 190. Yeah. He's 190 pounds. Yep. And what a great guy, and what a great teammate, I was told. Well, you gave you, you him his career. And it's sad the way his career ended. One slap shot to the front of the mask, and it cracked his, uh, his skull. He, he, but you, he took John Van Beesbrook's job, did he not? Yes, he did. I had Van Beesbrook and Froze, Bobby Froze, and uh, we played Pittsburgh in the playoffs then, and we couldn't stop Mario. We just couldn't stop him. Tried everything. Tried everything. And in that final game, Richter was just sensational. I think they beat us by one goal, and Mario scored the goal. And oh, he, Mario was so good that game. Oh, God, he was good. Well, it was like uh, Primo, Keith Primo, for the Philadelphia Flyers, single-handedly destroyed the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you one thing. The biggest mistake Ken Hitchcock ever made in 2004, Game 7, we're playing here in Tampa, and Keith Primo didn't get the ice time. Donald Brashear got more ice time than Keith Primo. When I saw that, I said, the Lightning are going to win this. It was the third period, and we went to commercial, and I said, I can't believe he's not playing Keith Primo. Well, well, that's, we that's, can't that's stop that's him. That's uh, style, right? He felt that but with Donald Brazier on the ice, he would intimidate the, the Lightning. I guess, but Primo it was so powerful and so big, and he was Good. He was Listen, having Primo, a career playoff. Keith Primo single-handedly, by himself, dismantled the Toronto Maple Leafs, murdered them. You know, one would say that year the Toronto Maple Leafs should have taken the Philadelphia Flyers and destroyed them because their goaltending was suspect at best. They had Chuck Manick in that. He would make a save and end up in behind the circle. He was... They should have. They should have destroyed the the Flyers because they beat the 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 the, uh, the Ottawa Senators, who are a, a thousand times better. 
than than the Flyers. Like when when Toronto beat the the Ottawa Senators, Ottawa was at the top of their game. But Patrick Orlean was not a good playoff goalie. So, anyways, Keith Primo, I watched I watched that series in horror because I watched them single handedly, single handedly um, destroy. And they put uh, they put uh, you know Matt Sundin with Ty Domi, which was an odd line choice. As far as I'm concerned, so I mean, coaches either make or break a fucking team. Am I right or am I wrong? Hello. 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 Uh, I think we lost him one second here. Are we off uh, off the air? No, I just. Uh, this quickly here. Hello? Yeah, we lost you. So was your phone. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was, I was just telling you that one player will make a difference. Last year for the Montreal Canadiens, it was Carey Price. Um, you know, a player makes a difference. And and we'll see. I think I'm, I'm going to pick the player that's going to make the difference for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I love Austin Matthews. I think he's spectacular. But I think Nylander will make the difference in the playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. Boy, he's had a good year so far. He's amazing to watch, isn't he? Yeah, he's really a good player. He he, and, he uh, reminds me of Yager when Yager was young, in in his infancy with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, and he's a lot quicker, and he he shoots um, quick. He's I mean, got a shot that no goalie can stop at the bottom of the circle. Like he's got a shot like Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. When he shoots at the bottom of the fucking circle, no goalie can. It's just impossible to stop. Well, Matthews has got a very deceptive shot. Oh fuck! Very. And it's accurate it, and it's hard, and and and, and he's magnificent. And I love him. I think he's. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have waited for uh, uh, Austin Matthews for the last twenty-five years. He's gonna score fifty or sixty goals in this league soon. Yeah. He's, he's going to mature a little bit more. He's going to put on a few more pounds, and he's going to be the player that that he is. He's his I destiny he's is great, classic. and I'm glad that Nylander uh, turned out uh, to be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'm glad too because you know they gave him a lot of money. He held out. It was hard for him at the beginning coming back like that. But uh, he's rectified that, and boy, he's doing really well. Oh, look well. at him now. He, he skates circles around people. Like, he, he, he scored a goal the other night. He just fucking took everybody's pants off. <laughs> anyway, so it's always a pleasure and an honor to hear your great voice. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't get to see each other in Florida. I'm and sorry, um, I hope sorry. to see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Frank D'Angelo. This is NSS Live, www.nextsportstar.com. It's free internet TV. And uh, we're on uh, every day, 24 hours a day for free. We've got some great shows, some great movies. We're on Tuesdays and Thursdays live right here at NSS Live. Have a great evening. And if you haven't been vaccinated, then fucking uh, take some smart pills and go get vaccinated. <laughs> It's time we die so